Podcast Answer Man, episode number 180. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this is the podcast devoted to podcasting, where I help answer your questions, helping you take your podcast to the next level, wherever you may be, you can always take it to the next level. I'm here sharing my journey in hopes that I might help you avoid all the mistakes I've ever made. And my friends, I have a great show, at least I hope, for you today. And today I'm going to give you a rundown of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about why I prefer audio over video. I'm going to share with you uh, my thoughts on Father Roderick's tweet this morning about the Mac being a lousy environment for podcasting. Uh, and I'm, and I'm going to share an update from the topic of last week about WP Touch theme uh, plugin for WordPress. And I'm going to give you an update on all the plugins that I'm currently using. I did a po- uh, an episode a long time ago about what plugins I'm using and why. And I've got an updated list uh, as a request of somebody who's called in. And of course, I'm going to say I'm going to finally share some more information about this podcast um, web or the passive income strategy for podcasters webinar. Uh, and uh, very excited about the response that I'm getting there now. And I'm uh, going to share some updates there. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, then you want to listen. If it doesn't sound interesting to, to you, then uh, why can't I talk tonight? Anyway, if it doesn't sound interesting, then just uh, you know check out next week, see if we've got anything for you. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to turn to the voicemail feedback hotline. And uh, Vince called in, and th- this is Vince's question right here. Hi, Cliff. This is Vince from Roscoe, Illinois. And I'd like to know why you prefer audio podcast over video podcast. Thanks. All right, Vince. Thank you so much for calling in that question. And I know that he and I were having some conversations and and I know he's been thinking about going into video podcasting. And and the first thing I want to say, the first thing that I want to say is that I am not anti-video podcasting. Uh, I believe there are times when creating a video podcast may be the best thing for you. Uh, the only thing I say is if you're going to do a video podcast where consistently you're putting out video content week after week after week after week, I believe it needs to be of the utmost highest quality. And if it, if it's not of the utmost highest quality, which by the way, the utmost highest quality for video, uh, you're looking at a, a, a pretty significant investment in equipment, uh, lighting, good cameras, um, you're looking at some, you know, good mics for your video. I think audio, your audio and your video is probably one of the most important things uh, or among the most important things. Uh, but then, of course, then there's the the amount of time that's necessary in post-production on video. Uh, I, I just think it's so much. There, well, there's a lot of reasons. We'll, we'll talk about why I prefer audio in just a minute. But I want to say there there are times when video podcasting is the way to go. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, for the longest time, I subscribed to Callie Lewis's geekbrief.tv, geekbrief.tv. Now, when she left Mevio and went over to Revision 3 and switched her format and started geek 
I think it is, oh goodness, is it Geek Beat? Yeah, I think it's geekbeat.tv. I watched the first uh, seven or eight episodes and I didn't like the new format that she went with and I felt like the quality was reduced and the the, the way that advertising was done in the middle, I, I, it just wore on me and, and I unsubscribed. So, uh, However, I do have, finally, I have another great, um, I have a client that's doing a, a video podcast that I want to just mention real quick and it is uh, Carrie Wilkerson over at barefootexecutive.tv. Again, go check it out, barefootexecutive.tv. Now, she's been around for quite some time, and I would say, I wouldn't know, I don't think I would call her just a video blogger, but she had an online video channel. Let's call it that. I, I, th- I think it's more appropriately labeled as an online video channel. And what she uh, contacted me for is to figure out how to get these things available so that they could play easily in um, iTunes and and so that she could get submitted. So I helped her set up her RSS feeds, got her submitted to iTunes and showed her how that she how she can get those video episodes uh, you know uploaded to a service like Lipson and and then released out to uh, to everyone and in a way that that would work. And so she's now in iTunes uh, and she go over there and look at it. Carrie's audio and video quality. And her content is amazing. Now, uh, the content that she's sharing, to be honest with you, is content I think would work in just vi- with just audio. But I, I tell you, it works for her. The video works for her. So I just want to say, I'm not anti-video. I am not. So with all of that being said, I just want to start this whole conversation off by saying I'm not against it. But I'm certainly, I am certainly not passionate about video podcasting. And and somebody that drives me crazy. Well, no, 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 wait. I'll get to that at the end of my list of things of why I prefer audio. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to take this entire episode to tell you all of the reasons why I like audio over video. I've had this conversation with people for more than an hour, and I really want to get to some other topics as well. So I'm not going to do that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some of the most important things here. First and foremost... There was a report that was done in 2008 by the U.S. Department of Transportation that showed that 128.3 million people commute to work in the United States. We're talking about via subway, whether it be, um, you know, carpooling and all this other stuff. But but here, 128.3 million people commute to work in the United States. That's not the, you know, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people commuting. That's a lot of people with a lot of downtime, right? But but there's another number that's even more important to me, okay? It's the same report. It's the same report, but another number. That report showed that 97 million of those computer commuters are driving to work alone in their car, 97 million people driving to work alone in their car. And another great statistic, that report also showed that the average commute time to and from work one way is 26.4 minutes. All right, the average commute being 26.4 minutes, 97 million people in their car for approximately 30 minutes of time to work, 30 minutes of time on their way home from work on average, 97 million people. Do you you see where I'm going with this? Do you see how 97 million people could listen to an audio podcast 
versus driving and trying to watch a video podcast, which by the way, I know one of my friends that does that. And man, I don't like the fact that he does that. He watches video podcasts podcasts while he's driving. Anyway, so 97 million people driving in their car one way, 26.4 miles or 26.4 minutes. This, my friends, is one of just one of the many reasons why I prefer audio. You have this captive audience out there, and and I would do if I I wish more and more and more and more of these commuters would come to the understanding that there is content that is high quality, that is uh, the content that they desire, that fills their needs, gives them great value, and and would encourage and inspire and educate and entertain them so much more than that morning you know disc jockey. Show Show on the FM radio station and the crazy music that they hear the same songs every single morning on their way to work. You know, th- we need to provide those 97 million people. I'm telling you, that's 97 million people with an hour a day, every day, five days a week that they could listen to your audio that they will not be able to watch your video. All right, just saying. Okay, then take on top of that the number of people who go to the gym or who go out for intentional physical activity where they're walking, jogging, or running on a daily basis. I don't know about you, but if I'm out walking, jogging, or running, I like to take my iPod with me and I like to listen to some podcasts. You know, it's something that is another time where it's easy for me to listen to audio, not easy for me to listen to video. Now, there are also people out there, and I'm not one of them, but there are people out there who do things in front of a computer where they're working for eight hours a day, and they're doing things where, to be honest with you, they they could actually sit there and just do this task, repetitive task, over and over and over again, and it it is nothing for them to be able to stick some earbuds into their ears and just listen to your audio content all day long while they work. Watching video? not not as you know it's it's not as okay with an employer that they're sitting there watching your video podcast all day but listening to your audio podcast while they're getting their work done totally cool with most employers these days as long as the job doesn't require that other side of the brain that that they need to create and think and and stuff like that so lots of captive audience out there for audio that that same exact audience video does not fit into those things does not fit into those 97 million people's commute time to and from work. Those are big numbers, my friends. And that's why I believe podcasting is what it is today, because of those people. Also, I want to say that audio is more intimate and personal. Uh, It feels like the host is speaking to me, is what some people say about audio. I've never had somebody watch a video podcast and say, oh, I feel like I'm so connected to the host of that video podcast. But I, I tell you what, people's like, I, I hear it over and over again. I feel, it, I feel like, you know, I feel like you're talking to me. It's just me and you and we're having this conversation. It's just, it's, it's weird. I feel like we've had, we've been talking with one another forever. And really, I realize when I'm meeting you and talking to you face to face that really, I know everybody, everything about you, but I feel like we've had these conversations, you know? And, and so it's very personal. Not to mention the fact that a lot of people who are listening to your audio podcast, are putting earbuds in their ears or headphones on while they listen to you. And and there's something intimate about being that close to somebody and speaking right into their ears. 
All right. So um, and then, of course, you know, video, in my opinion, it just begs for your visual attention. You know, of course, you know, the, the, you know, video, it, it begs for you to do it. And, and I here's the thing. I do not buy the argument or the idea. It's like, hey, I'm just going to create a video podcast, but I'm also going to create an audio version of it. Um, or I got a video podcast. Why not just bring it up on your computer while you're at work and just leave it in a window or minimize it and just play the audio? Uh-uh. No, I don't buy that. Leo Laporte. As much as I love Leo Laporte, and people are going to start thinking, does Cliff really like Leo Laporte? Yes, I do. But I'm sick and tired of this, this one little phrase that comes up, and I'm telling you, I'm hearing it every single week, multiple times on his various different shows. Folks, if you're listening to the audio-only version of this, you really need to go download. If you get a chance, go back and, and download the video of this, and, 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 and you, you just have to see what we're showing you on the screen right now. Whatever. You know, I don't have time to go back and, and do that. It's like, we just stop talking about what's on your screen, you know, and, and just get to the, just talk about the things I wanted you to, I want to hear you talk about. You know, I don't want you to tell me what you're showing me. I want you to just talk and tell and explain, uh, you know, and, and one of my favorite podcasts in the early days was Father Roderick's early sound scene tours, you know, walking through the streets of Dublin, Ireland, and I hear all the stuff in stereo surround sound, and, and I'm hearing, you know, street musicians singing hallelujah, and, and i just fallen in love with this, and I'm walking through my neighborhood, and with my eyes, I'm just looking down at the sidewalk in front of me, and, and in my mind's eye, I am walking down the streets of Ireland, you know, and, and, and I didn't need to see, I didn't need Father Roderick to take his video camera along to show me the sights. No, he was showing me Ireland through his eyes and through his interpretation and through the sounds. And I, there is so much power in audio. And, and folks, I have so much more that I could say. But, but I don't know that I need a whole lot more to say than 97 million people driving alone in their car, 26.4 minutes to work, 26.4 minutes home from work captive audience people at the gym people jogging running walking you know um all of the other activities all of these things people can do i think audio is the way to go you know um you know you get it right so so i've shared it now i believe that every audio podcaster should be writing blogs on their posts uh, or on their sites in between episodes or at least in between every couple episodes there should be some written blogs uh, to to complement your content that you're offering online, um, I believe that your show notes uh, and I'm a total hypocrite on some of my shows, but I believe your show notes should be pretty filled out and and uh, you know they should it it should be good with a lot of keywords about the things that you talked about so Google and other search engines can pick that up um, and stuff like that. And I believe that every podcaster should consider some form of doing video blog updates as well you and i love the idea of having a youtube channel you know grab yourself a youtube channel channel and start putting some video blog updates that are 15 minutes or less and you don't have to throw those down the 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 podcast feed you know you can occasionally i've been known to do that i might even do it again soon i don't know maybe even next week but i don't have to what i can do though is i can actually say hey guys I created a video called "How to Subscribe to a Video or to a Podcast in iTunes," and you can find that at podcastanswerman.com/slash/itunes. You don't have to, like I said, you don't have to put all of the 
um, you know, stuff into your RS into your feed. You can simply release the. You can upload your video to to YouTube, embed it as a blog post on your site with a, just a little description of what the video is, and then just put it in your just put it on your blog. And then in your next episode, all you need to do is just say, "Hey, folks. Hey, I just created a. If you didn't if you didn't catch it, if you're not subscribed to the blog uh, itself over at the site over at podcastanswerman.com, then head over there and check out. Go to just go to podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes, and I created a video that helps people understand uh, how you can step by step subscribe to a podcast using iTunes. And so I just did that for you. And, and so go check it out, podcastanswerman.com slash iTunes. So I'm all for using video, and I love video. I do love video, but I'm not passionate about video as a consistent weekly uh, medium for distributing content. I have very little, very limited time for video content consumption, but I have plenty of time for audio content consumption. All right, so again, that, my friends, is why I prefer audio over video, or at least just some of the reasons, and if I could go on forever, as I said, but I'm not going to. All right, so let's talk about a tweet that Father Roderick sent out this morning, Uh, and I'm going to read this word for word. He says, the Mac is such a lousy environment for podcast recording. I tried hard, but I'm switching back to the PC. My patience has run out. Father Roderick, I hear the frustration in your tweet, and I completely understand where you're coming from. Although, I want to actually just replace this and say the Windows, let's see here, Windows is such a lousy environment for podcast recording. I've tried hard and, you know, and it's just not working out and my patience had run out. And I'm going to tell you, Linux is a horrible and lousy environment. In fact, I'm just going to say it flat out. Recording podcasts into a computer is lousy, lousy, lousy. It's horrible. Software crashes. You update operating systems and, and software becomes outdated and it won't work. It, Father Roger, I've, I love you, man. I mean, you are, my, you are one of my early time mentors and, and, uh, and sources of inspiration in a lot of the things that I do. And I have seen you do nothing but, but consistently run into issues with your computer and your setup and your recording time and time and time again. And it hurts me to see you suffer and to send out a, a message that says something like this. I, I've switched back to the PC. My patience has run out. You know, I'm totally with you. There, no, no computer recording setup is really uh, going to be a great one. Now, do I have clients that have hired me and they are recording their content into their computers? Yes, but that's only because they didn't have it in their budget to purchase a digital audio recorder to go with their setup. But man, anytime anybody that I know has it within their budget to buy a microphone, a mixer, and a digital audio recorder, there's no way on earth I would tell them, you know, that that recording into a computer is a good idea, any software. And um, now I've I've talked with Father Roderick, and I know why he's not doing it. He has a digital audio recorder, but he has a Zoom H2 recorder that's from here in the U.S., 
and um, it does not, he does, it's, you know, it runs, you know, the adapter plugs into 110, 110 here in the US, but they, I think in the Netherlands, they have 220 plugs. And so I said, you know, hey, get one of those power, those those travel power adapters where it takes the two, you plug it in and it takes your 220 and brings it down to 110. It might cost you 20 maybe $30 at the most. I can't imagine it costing more than that. And and then you just plug your your power adapter, your AC power adapter in. And I'll tell you, I've recorded more than 2,200 podcast episodes into a digital audio recorder, and I've only lost one. And the only reason I lost one is because here I'm here to tell you, after every 1,000 podcast episodes or so, you should probably get a new SD card. You know, taking you know rec- you know recording and taking off swiping and putting on swiping and putting on these SD cards don't last forever so so maybe after every 700 episodes maybe it might be a good idea to get it yourself just a fresh new SD card but out, outside of that I've I I, mean, I just don't ever experience problems recording into my digital audio recorder so what do I suggest that people do I suggest it doesn't matter if you have a PC or a Mac if you have a PC I suggest Pod Producer for queuing up all of your audio clips. If you are on the Mac, I suggest Soundbite by Black Cat Systems uh, for your for the first queuing up your audio clips. So that I mean, I can sit here and I can I can click this button, entertaining, and I can click this button, and I can click uh, you know uh, this button. I I can click so many different. I can say, Hey, baby. It's time to do the podcast answer, man. You know, I, I can I can do all kinds of stuff. I, I can even go. Oh yeah. Or I can do Hi, this is Paul Young, author of The Shack, and you're listening to Cliff and Stephanie and Family from the Heart. So there you go. I I, I can queue up all kinds of audio clips just by bringing them into either pod producer but I use or I can on the Mac I use soundbite. So so the idea it doesn't matter what computer the idea is that you just got this little board where you can drag and drop audio files on it, click buttons and it plays audio out your speakers. The only thing is though, you don't want it to play out your speakers because what you need is your you've already got a mixer and so bring the you you get a little cable that plugs into that headphones jack of your computer. And then you bring the other end of that and plug it into the the line inputs of your mixer. And now you're bringing that audio into your mixer. Of course, you've got your microphone and your microphone's going straight into your mixer. And then you just do, use that, t, that CD slash tape output or some mixers today just says tape output. They're two little RCAs. You get a little cable that has two RCAs on one end. And then um, I, I know on the Zoom H2 and on my Edderall recorder, it has a one eighth inch line in. So the other cable end of that cable goes into the line in. And by golly, you just hit record and you say podcast answer man episode number 180. And you click that and then you click that. And of course, you know, you, you just adjust the audio levels using the little slider. And when I'm finished with this podcast or when I'm getting ready to finish with my podcast, I'll, I'll start up the music real soft like this because what I did is I brought the slider down. And then right as I see that the, you know, the, the, Black Cat Systems soundbite application is telling me I've got three minutes and 20 seconds left in this audio clip. But when I get down to 20 seconds, I start wrapping up and then I just take my slider on the mixer and go like that and let the the music fade out. And of course, I'm just going to stop that. 
And then as soon as the music is done, I hit stop. And all of my audio clips, including just hit, you know, hitting these buttons for, you know, this button here. Uh, this I is Cliff, one. Wayne Hender. Yeah. So I've got all of my audio clips uh, for my music and even all of my voicemails. It's all in the system. It all comes into my mixer and goes into the recorder. And the nice thing about doing that is when I record into the, the recorder, it's got the little VU meter. So I can actually see the audio levels of everything as they're going in and I can adjust it to make sure I'm always hitting right around negative six decibels. You know, getting up there close to the P for peak, but not quite peaking, never peaking. So I get to see those levels as I'm recording and uh, it's just a great experience. And then when I'm finished and the music ends at the end, I hit stop and there is no post-production of adding music in later. There's no post-production of all this other stuff. Then... Once I'm finished with that, now I I don't have to really do anything else. I just drag and drop. And by the way, I always keep the little cable that goes into the USB. I always keep that plugged into my my Mac or the hub that's plugged into my Mac. And then I and I could I have a I do have an SD card reader in my iMac. But instead of pulling the SD card in and out in and out, I just plug in the USB cable into the bottom of the recorder. Although I do know that it is frustrating on the Zoom H2. Maybe it's just better to take your SD card if you have the SD card. Because I hate the I I really don't like the Zoom H2. But on the Zoom H2, you have to plug in your USB cable. Then you have to go through that really ugly, horribly navigable... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a inside joke going back to last week's episode but that horribly navigable menu uh you you have to go through and, and then tell it to connect uh the usb cable but anyway the idea is you just drag and drop the file over and technically speaking you should be good enough right then and there and you should just tag the file now you want to know and i understand later in the afternoon i i was told that he was look that father roderick you were looking for an id3 tag editor at that point, I was working with some other clients. I didn't get a chance to respond back, but I use software. It is actually, the software is called ID3 Editor, and it is made by a company called PA Systems. Uh, I'm just looking right here, or no, PA Software. So I'm going to pull this up for you. It's PA, it's PA-software.com, PA, like Pennsylvania, uh, PA-software dot com and then if you go under products you'll see id3 tag editor you can use it for a while for free uh, but the cost of that software is $15 US um, and it's worth the $15 and it's what I'm using to tag my files now you could use iTunes to tag it for free but uh, I really like id3 tag editor it does a wonderful job now I will tell you if you're looking for multi-track editing um, you know, there. I mean, it's very public knowledge out there that Adobe has said that they are working on a version that should be available sometime in the near future uh, for Adobe Audition on the Mac. That that's something that I have seen on their website, and it is very public knowledge. So uh, just know that that's coming as well. Um, but yeah, so you know, I I I agree. The recording environment, any computer is a bad is a lousy recording environment. I prefer recording into a digital audio recorder. And there are many other reasons. It gets rid of a lot of the the hums and the and the ground loop noises and uh, and just the noise floor in general that's oftentimes picked up in recording softwares. It, it's it's just a better environment. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Alrighty. 
Let's move on. Uh, WP Touch update. Let's ter- let's turn to Wayne and see what Wayne has to say about last week. Hi, Cliff. Wayne Henderson here from the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast over at MediaVoiceOvers.com. Calling in for the podcast answer man. And you demand, Cliff. You, the podcast answer man. Oh, man. I just wanted to call in and chime in about what you were talking about on the last episode about the WP Touch plugin and preferences on web browsers, looking at them on iPhones and other phones and things like that. And basically, I prefer the, the full web version. In fact, every single time I go to a website, and I've been doing this for like six months or more, every time I go to a podcaster or other website that has that activated, the first thing I do is scroll all the way down to the bottom and turn that off and tell it to give me the full web version. In fact, um, three months ago, I uh, deactivated the w- WP Touch plugin, easy for me to say, uh, on my own site because I just figured if I'm that adamant about it, I know there's some people that might like it, but for the most part, uh, you know, it's nice and concise when you look at a website that way, but it doesn't give me the information that I want. So, again, immediately I turn it off and look at the full web version. That's my vote for all of the gspn.tv sites. Um, I'll be interested to hear what everybody else says. I'm sure it will be split. It's just a matter of whether it's a 70-30 split, 90-10, or what have you. So, with that, I'm going to let you get back to the podcast answer, man. Podcast now in progress. All right. Cliff. Wayne, thank you very much for your feedback, and you were the only person that called in with feedback, but uh, wow, a total of 19 comments on the last episode of our, the post for Podcast Answer Man episode number 179 on the site, and by the way, folks, thank you. I just want to say how much, and I don't I think I've ever communicated this very well, I just want to say I love, love, love getting your comments on uh, the topics that I cover in the podcast uh, um, podcast here at podcastanswerman.com. And, uh, you know, I know that I post, you know, this gets this gets posted on gspn.tv and the Plus Access site and everything. But, man, if, if you guys ever want to comment on any of the things, things that I share in the site here, um, just go to podcastanswerman.com, look for the show notes, and uh, leave a comment. I, I love your comments. And uh, there's very good chance that if you leave a comment, you're going to see a response from me relatively quick. I I I, I take those very uh, I take those in, I I I love getting them. I just want to say that I love it. So um, I I looked here. If you, matter of fact, you can go back to episode 179 and just read through the comments, and you're going to see that there's some good there are some great things in there. And I would say it's probably about a 50 50 50 50 split. And I'm actually I was surprised. I I thought maybe I might be alone in this whole idea that I didn't like the WP you know, these mobile themes. I, I, I like, I, I think the iPhone and the Androids and all these other phones are doing a really great job of displaying a full page, uh, in a very compact way. And, and just with this, you know, just with a little tiny double tap, it brings up the whole left column and, and then I can just flip my phone sideways and it, and it puts it in, uh, what is that horizontal mode? And, and I'll tell you, it, it's just easy as pie to read a site and have it look the way it was intended to be looked at. I mean, I oftentimes will form reformat sentences so that the text wraps around a picture just the right way. 
Uh, so that that kind of stuff is extremely important to me about the lo- the way it looks when you actually see my site. And I, I just have to say the the mobile browser themes and the WP Touch mobile browser plugin, I just think it makes my site look just like anybody else's site in the mobile platform. And I think it's kind of dull and boring. Uh, they have a pro version that you can customize. But man, I looked at the customization op- options on those and it's still just dog ugly. But there was enough of you, there were enough of you out there, I would say about 50% of the people who commented, uh, there were enough of you who said, we, I really prefer the mobile theme. I, I really prefer it. Well, guess what? I found something out. And Wayne, listen to this. There is an option in the settings of the latest version of the WP Touch theme. So go turn it back on and you're going to look in there, somewhere in there, you're going to find where it has an option to actually make the default the the full page and instead of having the default as the mobile browser theme. So just like you and I have been subjected to somebody that has this plug plugin turned in and we have to scroll all the way down to the bottom to actually turn it off. Well, now it says, you know, for the first time visitors, which do you want to be default? And I said, I want the site theme. I want the full theme to show up. And so you come to my site for the very first time. It should show you my regular page. However, I have turned it on, and if you scroll all the way down to the footer, you can go down there and switch on the mobile theme. And I believe it sets a cookie so that it reminds, so that it it will remember. And the next time you come back to the site, it'll it'll show it in your mobile theme. So uh, I I wanted to th- thank you guys for your feedback and uh, let you know what I had decided there. The mobile, the WP Touch. Uh, mobile theme plugin is back installed. And that, my friends, leads me to the next voicemail from Steve Howard. Steve, take it away, my friend. Hi, Cliff. It's Steve Howard from New Braunfels, Texas. And question for the podcast answer man. I'm reviewing a bunch of your old uh, earlier podcasts, and you discussed widgets and plugins that you do use. And I thought I'd like to hear uh, since that was quite a while ago, like what are you using today? Which ones do you recommend today? Secondly and finally, the tip you gave quite a while ago to about search.twitter.com was amazing. I'd never heard of it prior to you mentioning that, and I've been playing with it ever since, and it's really uh, worked wonders. It's even fun to look at things that you're just doing research on, seeing if uh, something you're interested in has enough uh, followers out there to be as interested as I am in something. So once again, thanks a lot. Keep up the great work. Talk to you later from Texas. Steve, thank you for calling in. I'm so glad that uh, I was able to turn you on to search.twitter.com. Oh my gosh, folks. There, oh, Whatever your brand is, whatever, anything that's keywords that would lead people to talking about the kind of things that are related to the content that you're producing. You know, for me, it's, you know, like podcast equipment or, you know, um, you know, just just podcasting uh, tutorial or something like that. Just do searches for that stuff and you're going to find people who are looking for the information that you have provided on your site and, and build relationships with those people. It is a gold mine, and I'm glad that you found it, Steve. 
But let's, I want to say thank you. It has been a long time since the last time I asked, I gave the answer to the question of what plugins do I use? And so I am going to run down the list of the plugins that I am using today as of October 8th, 2010. And I, re, I state that because actually one of these plugins, uh, one plugin got I just got rid of and replaced it with a brand new plugin. And again, I think some of you might pass out when you hear about it, but here we go. The first, and these are these are in the order that they're listed in my plugins page, so there's no priority of these one over the other. But the first one listed on my plugins page is Akismet. And Akismet comes included with WordPress, but you have to activate it and turn it on. And you do need a WordPress.com API key. Now you can go to WordPress.com, create a free account over there, and uh, then you have to go through your settings and stuff like that and find your API key. And once you have that, you copy and paste it into your Kismet settings on your own WordPress site, and boom, this thing's help. I mean, I'm telling you, it pretty much eliminates the 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 spam on your site. Now, occasionally, I'll 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 fire up a new installation of WordPress to work on a a project and and I'll I'll forget to activate the Akismet plugin and it and it's crazy how just within 2 weeks um, a WordPress site without the Akismet plugin just how much spam comments that can accumulate so definitely got to use Akismet now I am still using WP Audio Player or in if you do just a search for audio player in uh, the plugins, I think it's listed in the WordPress directory as just audio player. Now, there are so many other audio players out there, but I'm, I'm telling you, WP Audio Player is the one that I use. Now, I will tell you, it's not needed with the next plugin I'm about ready to tell you about. Uh, just brace yourself. Everybody, please just sit down when you hear me say this, all right? But I want to let you know that yesterday I deactivated um, the KG Enclosure Flex plugin off of my site. Now, KG Enclosure Flex, I was using in conjunction with Audio Player. Honestly, they're the only two plugins any podcaster actually has to have. It, it, it's like they were a must, um, in my opinion. And so the Audio Player was just for the little flash audio player. And the KG Enclosure Flex was just to take the MP3 link that's in your show notes and to actually go out and get all the data from that file and turn it into a media enclosure, which basically it creates a little enclosure in your custom field section and it puts the link to the MP3 file and then underneath it, it shows the, the size of your file in bytes. So they're like there's either a six or a seven digit number there, which tells how many bytes there are in that file as far as the file size. And then below that, it should say MPEG or audio slash MPEG. Well, that's exactly what had been doing going on forever. However, I noticed on two WordPress installations that I have, I noticed that there's been an issue where it has actually been showing the size of the file is zero and the uh, type of enclosure was TXT, text file. And I'm like, what? Seriously? What's going on here? And it has to be that it is um, it is having a bad interaction with another plugin that I'm using on those two sites. And I don't didn't have time to really figure out what plugins is is causing that to happen. But uh, it's not for everybody. I mean, if if you have KG Enclosure Flex and you go to your Enclosure field and it shows the link to the file and it shows a six or seven digit number there, anything other than zero, and it says MPEG or audio slash MPEG. If you have KG Enclosure Flex and it's still showing that there is no need to change, don't do it. But because I was experiencing that issue, 
I installed, I installed the PowerPress plugin by Blueberry. Now, I've never been against Blueberry PowerPress. It's a decent plugin. The only thing is, is I'm a purist. I'm, a, I'm like, keep it simple, stupid. You know, just keep it simple. And and the Blueberry Pod PowerPress Press plugin, I mean, it has every thing you can imagine and it, it, I mean it even has a kitchen sink in there I mean I, I, maybe not but you know what I'm saying it has everything but my good friend Angelo Mandato he he's he created the thing and and I love the folks over at Blueberry uh, I, I just think the plug-in cl- it's just got so much stuff but here's the deal I spent like an hour and a half or maybe even two hours one day several months ago, if not a year ago, with Angelo, and he walked me through step-by-step everything in there, and he showed me how everything works. And the good news is I can say this is, uh, you know, depending on how you use the plugin, if you ever decide to deactivate the plugin, all the enclosures it ever made are going to still be there. And uh, it it is, I mean, it's a relatively uh, harmless plugin if they decide to quit developing it, although I don't think that they will. It's just that's always in the back of my mind. That's why, you know, I'd much rather replace one plugin that just or replace it, find a new plugin that replaces one piece of functionality instead of one plugin that did like eight things for me. And uh, and then all of a sudden I got to scramble to find the way to to replace all eight of the functions that that one plugin did. That's really been my concern. Although I will say this, I, inst- I, I deactivated KG Enclosure Flex. I have installed Blueberry PowerPress on PodcastAnswerMan.com, VirtualAssistantPodcast.com, BiggestLoserPodcast.com, uh, GSPN.TV, and GSPN.TV Plus Access. <laughs> All five of my major podcasting WordPress installations. So what I did is I activated it. I put it in advanced mode, and I went in to, and I, and I clicked on the settings for audio, so that I can man- manipulate the audio settings. And there are a couple things that I did. One, I went over to display or media or something like that. And I made sure that it did, it, you know, there's the option. It's like, where do you want the media player to show up? Above the post, below the post, or none, or or not at all. I think it's none. And it's like, yeah, it's media presentation before, below, or, or, um, on top of, at the bottom of, or none. And I changed it to none because I'm already using the audio player plugin. I may actually change that. I may actually go in and t- and there's a way for you to go to the audio settings and actually instead of using the pl- the player that they have, you can use the, the, the WP audio player as an option there. And I know how to do that. And, and, and there's some even benefits of doing that. And I might actually configure it that way when I have a little bit more time. But... Uh, for right now, I went in and I told it no display of that. I did go into the RSS options, and um, one of the things I noticed if you go to if if I went to podcastanswermen.com slash feed feed, any of the feeds that would pull off of any of the categories, it was showing a little um, 145 by 145 PowerPress logo, and I don't like that at all. Uh, so I went in and and on all. Five of those installations, I went in and made sure that it had my branded logo. So you can go into your display, or I think it's under the RSS options, and you can actually put a URL of a of a one forty five by one forty five image in that little URL box. Click update, and then your RSS feed shows your own branding and not PowerPress. And then the third thing, did I do a third thing? I think I did a third thing. No, I maybe those are the only two things I did. Uh, I went and told it none. 
and then I I change the image. I think I think that's it. So basically, what I'm doing is I'm actually just the only reason I want PowerPress on any of my sites is just so that it will do the media enclosures for me. So basically, just below the post box, there's a little thing that says podcast episode information. You put the URL to the MP3 and you click the verify button and it automatically goes out and looks to see what type of enclosure and what the size of the file is. And then it will automatically put the enclosure information in there. And I confirmed it is not having the same issues that the other ones were. And here is the good news. Remember last week I told you about um, RSS graffiti or one of our listeners told us about the RSS graffiti application in Facebook? Well, check this out. Go to facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft or facebook.com slash GSPN community. Both of those are getting the RSS feed from the gspn.tv main site. And if there's an episode from GSPN now that has an, a media enclosure that is correctly labeled as an audio MP, you know, MPEG uh, enclosure, it is actually showing a flash player on my wall. It is awesome. And I was it Andrew McGivern that told me about that? I can't remember who, but thank you for telling us about that. Uh, so again, that's RS, RSS Graffiti totally awesome. Now people, when they come to my wall or even in their news feed, it, it should actually show them an audio player on any of my um, episodes that gets uh, pulled in from RSS Graffiti. Totally awesome stuff. So that is why, my friends, I have now switched to the Blueberry PowerPress plugin. And again, I'm only using it for media enclosures at this point. Um, discuss comment system. I've talked about this before. I love the discuss comment system uh, plugin because it allows people to come to my site, leave comments, and it emails me a notification. Sure, WordPress did that, right? Well, now I can go and click on a link and it takes me into, and I can start replying to those comments in one central location. So I have five different main installation of of podcasting websites, and you can comment on any of them, but I have this one dashboard that combines all of my stuff into one little place, and I can sit there and say, oh, you know what, I've got 25 minutes, let me go in and respond to all these comments, and I approve them, I hit reply, and this is what I love, right from that dashboard I can reply, and it puts my reply in a threaded format on each of my sites as I'm responding, but as soon as I respond, it's also sending an email notification to the people who left me the comment. And so they get notified and that notification actually gives them a link back to the page where they can actually even continue further with the discussion uh, in a threaded format on my site. I love the Discuss system. Although I am having an issue with it not showing uh, the counts right on my WordPress on gspn.tv, it is not importing those. And they did say that they know it's a problem for some people. I am using the Google Analyticator plugin, and this is for Google Analytics. So I have a Google Analytics site. I, I installed the Google Analyticator plugin, and it allows me to um, it allows me to to uh, uh, see my stats in the dashboard. But not only that, but it also allows me to bring in my unique codes for tracking and it reports everything back. It, instead of having to go in and put that code in the footer somewhere, uh, it does it all through this plugin. It's really good stuff. 
I use Lightbox 2 plugin. And this is where if you if I have an image where the, the image is much larger than what fits in my post box, I can put a little thing that says, hey, click this image to see the larger one. And it pulls it up really nice and it kind of darkens out the background and it just it's just called a light box and it's really good. I use the Pretty Link plugin. Uh, and this is where, like for example, if I told you right now the best hosting service in the world for your podcast and blog is Bluehost. And if you decide that you want to sign up for a hosting account with Bluehost because I love them so much, here's the deal. If you do it and you want to benefit me, I get a commission if you sign up with them. Use podcastanswerman.com slash Bluehost. And let me just make sure that works because I usually tell people just go to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. So let's do podcastanswerman.com slash Bluehost. And that should take you there as well. Uh, And it's not. But you know what? There's no reason why it shouldn't, so I'm going to fix that now. And rather than pause this, which I just did for a second, I, I, I should tell you what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going into my uh, Pretty Links settings here, and I'm entering in, I'm going to add new Pretty Link, and there's a little box that says Target URL. And the Target URL is HTTP, blah, 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 bluehost.com slash track slash podcast answer man. You know, I'm not going to be able to tell you to go to that. You're not going to remember that. But if I, but then it says, okay, what do you want your pretty link to be? And I want my pretty link to be podcastanswerman.com slash Bluehost. And there's a, you can give it a title and a description. I don't need to do any of that. There are some link options. I really don't need to do any of that. Uh, so I basically just put the target URL where I want it to go to. And what is the link that I'm going to give to people? So uh, I, I've got, you know, podcastanswerman.com slash Bluehost is going to lead people to that other URL. I click create and it says error. There is This slug is already taken in the system. So there is some kind of reason why that doesn't work. And um, anyway, um, I'll tell you what, just go to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. Um, where is another one that I can give you? Let me Let me pull one up here. This this is one of those ones where I get sometimes people say, man, Cliff, you should have really looked that one up. See if you would have left it paused. Hmm. Yep, there I go again, right? Anyway, so I'm going to go to my pretty links and I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you, a, um, oh, I know one, uh, podcastanswerman.com. No, I don't want to give you that one. That would be a terrible one to give you. Um, how about this? Uh, pod, okay, podcastanswerman.com slash ZI8 podcastanswerman.com slash ZI8. And if you type that in, it is going to take you to podcastanswerman.com slash Kodak hyphen ZI8 hyphen review. And the reason I did this is because my good friend Pat Flynn blogged about me and he put a link to podcastanswerman.com slash ZI8, which that wasn't a page on my site. But I noticed that he had blogged about me and put that link in there. And rather than saying, hey, can you please update your link? Uh, you know, it's like, what if he's already sent this out on a newsletter or something like that? So I actually said, you know what? Hey, the target URL is this URL for the post. And I said, I want anybody who types in podcastanswerman.com slash ZI8 in, I want them to be forwarded to that. And that's what Pretty Link does. It, it gives you a short, easy URL that you can direct anywhere on your site or anywhere else. Um, how about podcast? Is it podcast? No, it's GSPN. You can go to gspn.tv slash Amazon, and, and you can go to these. I mean, there's so many different plugins that I have that, that'll take you all over the place. 
Now, again, if you ever get one that says, you know, you, you try to add in, sorry, this slug is already taken, that means that you're, you've created a post at one point in time with that, that slug, is what we call them, uh, and, and it's already in the database somewhere. Even though you might have deleted that post, sometimes I have a problem figuring out how to get it to, to refresh it to where I can start using that, that particular, you know, short name again. Anyway, so I use PrettyLink to make it easy for me to give people URLs so that it can forward them out to wonderful things on the web uh, and make it easy for them. Anyway, Thesis OpenHook is another plugin that I use. Thesis OpenHook allows me to do some advanced customization uh, and and allows me to put some things. It, it allows it to be a little bit easier for me to add content b- maybe before the header or after the header, before the sidebar, after the sidebar. Um, it, it just allows me to do some really cool stuff there. And uh, if you do some searches on the web for how do I do this with Thesis, um, a lot of the tutorials say, hey, just get Thesis open hook and do this, this, and paste in this code. And it makes it that easy. I do still use the WordPress database backup, although I've been noticing that for some reason lately, um, I think I've been having some sporadic results with that one. Hopefully I can get that some time to, to troubleshoot that. But it's important to have copies of, you know, backup copies of your database just in case things go terribly wrong and, uh, and, and your host might lose your data or something like that. And then of course, the last one is the, you know, just turned it back on as well, WP Touch. And I turned the thing on to where by default, it brings the full site. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can turn on the mobile theme. And my friends, I am now going to go ahead and click the music. Gives me three minutes and 30 seconds to tell you about the passive income strategy for for podcasters. For podcasters webinar. So the passive income strategy for podcasters. My friends, uh, last week I told you that I was like, you know, what is up with this? Why are there spots still open on this? And, uh, you know, one of my friends told me, he's like, you know, dude, you know, there's still a couple of weeks before that before that happens and you announce this thing like six or seven or maybe even eight weeks before the webinar even is here and a lot of people he says listen i've done a lot of webinars and these things fill up right at the last minute and uh, i'm glad to say that right now as of i'm the time i'm recording this friday october 8th at 10 19 p.m uh there are only eight spots wait no i take that back there are only seven spots seven spots open on the webinar so that's very good news and uh, if you want a spot, uh, get in quick. Go to podcastanswerman.com. There's a little banner on the right-hand side currently as I'm recording this. It'll be there for at least the next 14 days. And uh, click register now. If you want $50 off, you need to sign up for the mailing list. There's a link for that on right underneath the banner. It says Podcast Answer Man mailing list. Click on that. I will send you a link or I will send you a, a code, a discount code for $50 off. If you're already on the mailing list and you didn't get the email about the code, email me personally. My my email address is on my website on the right-hand side at the very top. Uh, email me and I will give you the code to get that discount for $50 off. Let me tell you, my friends, I, I am making a lot of money these days um, with my podcasting endeavors. And I know there are a lot of you out there who are thinking about ways, how can I monetize what I'm doing with my podcast? And I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but lately there's been a lot of things shutting down. You got Vox, V-O-X, blogging service, shutting down because of funding. 
You've got X marks shutting down because of funding. And I remember back in the early days of podcasting when I, you know, was out there, it, it was like a lot of the po- early on podcasters like, we're just doing it for the love. We're just doing it for the love. And, and I'm all for that. And that's great. But after a time, this stuff be- can become, you know, it, 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 you know, it takes a lot of work to produce this stuff. And to do it with quality and, and, you know, excellence on a consistent basis, it takes time and energy. And uh, you know what? A lot of those podcasters who re- refuse to try to do anything to, to monetize their podcast in any way, um, majority of those people that, that were, you know, like that, um, well, I don't think they're podcasting anymore. And the ones that, that are still podcasting, uh, they're, they're desperately trying to find some ways and they're, they're unfortunately going to ways that are, they're not giving very good results financially. And uh, if I, I will tell you this, Pat Flynn is an expert in passive income. And I don't say, I don't use the word expert lightly. And I'm going to tell you, I personally stand to learn a lot and I plan on increasing my, uh, my profits next year just from what I'm going to learn in this webinar by 50%. So check it out. Anyway, God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Until then, join the community.